Goff's three minute. Your story. Cause knowledge is Who is buying fruitcake? Tis the season for Yuletide cheer and gift giving and perhaps one of the most commonly gifted and universally loathed gifts is the fruitcake. And yet, even as the gift of a fruitcake has become more of a gag than an actual gift for intended consumption, two million are still sold annually in the United States. So who is buying them? If you have ever received a wrapped fruitcake as a gift, you know almost instantly what it is, whether due to its unmistakable weight or the smirk on the face of the giver. Johnny Carson once joked, there's only one fruitcake in the entire world and people just keep sending it to each other. Now, fruitcake has not always been the butt of Christmas jokes, however. It has gone from an ancient soldier's energy bar to a sign of European wealth to what we have now come to know and laugh about today. Ancient Romans would create a mixture of barley, honey, wine, and dried fruit, pomegranate seeds, and nuts to create a hearty energy bar they could pack during campaigns that had a long shelf life but provided much needed calories during long days of marching and battles. Throughout Europe, in the Middle Ages, variations of the fruitcake reigned as a delicacy in a variety of regional forms. In 13th century Italy, they had Panforte, a sweet and spicy dense cake. In Germany during that same period, we had Stolen, which was more bread-like and covered with melted butter and sugar. It even had its own festival. In the Caribbean, they created Black Cake, which was a fruitcake soaked in rum for over a year before being consumed. Now, fruitcakes migrated to America, more specifically New England, along with the colonists. And as sugar began pouring in from the Caribbean, it was used as a means to candy the fruit and preserve it. This allowed the colonists to enjoy fruit even in the winter months, and the fruitcake became an increasingly popular staple during Christmas time. In the 18th and 19th centuries, as ingredients became more expensive, fruitcakes became more exclusive to special holidays such as weddings or Christmas. The question is, how did the fruitcake go from a coveted delicacy to a paperweight to be tossed during the post-Christmas cleanup? Well, it seems popularity is a double-edged sword, and the fruitcake's rise to fame in the early 1900s also led to some market saturation and eventually the downfall of the fruitcake as a treasured gift in the following decades. In 1896, the U.S. Postal Service began offering rural free delivery. The post office would now deliver mail to rural addresses where previously those residents had to pick up their mail from either a nearby post office or pay a private carrier to deliver it. This option, combined in 1913 with the Parcel Postal Service, created a boom in mail-order foods. The fruitcakes, infamous shelf life of pretty much forever, made it the perfect mail-order cake and, scales, and sales skyrocketed. In the early 1950s, an LA Times article put fruitcake as a holiday must. Unfortunately, everything that goes up must come down, and fruitcake is no different. Its popularity peaked sometime in the mid-19th century and fell in the following decades, all the way to a low in 1989 when a poll by MasterCard said 75% of all participants put fruitcake as their least desired gift. 
So if you end up with a leaded block this holiday season, you can always take it out to Manitou Springs, Colorado in late January for their annual Great Fruitcake Toss, in which participants engage in competitions in which they toss their unwanted fruitcakes in a variety of categories, including the catapult. Class dismissed. This podcast, written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Wirt County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>